Hey everyone, and welcome back to Ask for Awesome. This is Roberto Blake, and welcome to my call-in show hosted here on Anchor FM, where I take some calls from you guys, answer your questions, and just talk about whatever you want. We talk about creativity, we can talk about media, pop culture, we talk about what's going on in the world. You call in and you let me know what it is you guys want to talk about. As for me, right now, I've been doing a crazy cycle of travel. It's actually had me, unfortunately, post less stuff to my YouTube channel recently, although that's going to ramp up again here shortly. I'm also in the process still of a move here in August. Um, I'm hoping to wrap that up or at least be in the process before Labor Day gets here. Um, but I don't have any like strict deadline for that stuff. It's just whatever I have to do. Um, but what it's done is, is it made it very difficult to do all the work I have to do in my actual business while still maintaining uh, some of my more challenging content platforms. Things like uh, my two podcasts, the YouTube channel, writing articles, the things that are just more time intensive. And so a lot of my focus lately has then been Instagram and Twitter, just because it's easier to stay engaged there. With Twitter, I can just have quick conversations. I don't have to actually make any content. Making Instagram stuff on the go when I travel is really easy, actually. So I've been doing more of that. Uh, I've actually been making a lot of content while I travel. It's just been a matter of editing and posting it because although my Dell XPS 13 is amazing and it's rad, most of my camera gear makes really large files now that I have new stuff. And it is uh, slowing down in terms of like hard drive space and everything. So I'm looking at a new laptop upgrade. I really don't love the lack of ports on the new MacBook Pro. I know everybody's just get a dongle, get over it, but I've just gotten used to a workflow where I can take the SD cards right out of my cameras. And I have a ton of cameras if you guys haven't been paying attention. It's just easier to do that and not have to worry about whether I have the right accessory or not. So yeah, those are things that bother me is I don't like anything that disrupts my workflow. I don't like anything that makes me take an extra step. I like a lack of friction. The upsides of the MacBook Pro are obviously the lightweight, the aesthetic, improved performance, but to be honest, most PC competitors at $1,000 less actually perform much better in terms of everything, the exception being like render times in Final Cut Pro versus Adobe Premiere, but render times mean nothing to me. I just do something else when my videos are rendering for YouTube. I take a shower, I make a sandwich, I do something else. I work on something if the computer is powerful enough. So render times, not a consideration for me as a video editor. Would love some of you uh, tech enthusiasts to give me your thoughts on this. So definitely call into the show. Again, we can talk about anything. Uh, I am excited about the new iPhone, believe it or not. Uh, I'm probably going to get both the new iPhone 8 and then the 8 Plus. Uh, for reasons. A lot of it has to do with the fact that I need uh, two of these devices, partly one, so I can make one more of a social media device. Uh, another reason is that uh, with me, I can use more phone numbers for more YouTube and social media stuff, and I can get some more Google Voice numbers out of it. And then the other thing is uh, I also want a bigger phone for my drone to uh, pilot that, but I don't want to use a big phone all the time. I like the smaller form factor. And so that's what I'm looking at. I'm also gonna get the ear pods, uh, the AirPods when I get that. 
and a few other things. So more upgrades for me in the near future here. More tech, as if I don't have enough of it already. I just like making my life simple, and sometimes that means upgrades, new technology, for everything that I do and how much of it I do solo. I just need the speed. That's just the reality of it. But the good news is I'm hiring now. I'll be doing more of that after I move. I've already started working with a few freelancers more often. Um, Zoe Wolf is actually gonna be helping me with a lot of my video editing. He's editing almost everything to cut up the videos from my speaking engagements, which I just did 10 of those. Uh, I did 10 stage talks at two events uh, in two states, separate sides of the country. Uh, I've got a talk, a Q&A panel uh, with YouTube in Atlanta coming up. And so, and then I've got all kinds of things. So, just been super busy. Let's take a few of your calls and see what you've been up to. Hi, my name is Chris. I actually subscribe to YouTube channel and I use it for advice and how to get a kickstart on YouTube. And I actually found you on YouTube by searching up how to get subscribers and your video came up and I think you are a very, very good YouTuber and I think you should um, keep trying to help people and like help people by saying what's right on YouTube or um, telling people what you should do and giving tips so they could um, have a great YouTube channel like you. Hey Roberto, just calling in uh, to, in regards to your question about what would I make my Anchor app about and so I noticed that a lot of people have a really great themes, news, media, um, like yourself, you know, the creative uh, aspect of things but I personally do not know what I wanted to do I don't I mean really I want to document my journey I want to record and go through my ups and downs in this anchor um, but I'm just not sure if people want to listen to some random guy that's starting up a bow tie company and so um, I don't know I don't know if this is the direction I want to but I definitely want to add value um, to my listeners so yeah thank you for your amazing show and have a great day Jonathan, I think that you'd be surprised how many people are just interested in people's entrepreneurial journey. I think that that's actually really cool. You have no idea what people will be interested. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk didn't know for sure that people would sit around and watch him drink five wines and tell them, like, you know, tell people what they thought, like what he thought about them. Uh, especially, you know, with his accent, you know, a Jersey accent and being a little bit more crass. Like, you don't know. So just put it out there and see what happens. I mean, the worst thing is nothing changes. The worst thing is that everything you're experiencing right now, everything you're going through, that no one watches, no one listens, but you have that documentation you can go back. So it's no different than if you kept a diary every day. It's just public. It's just sitting out on the coffee table for anybody who cares, right? So there's not really a downside to you doing this and documenting your journey. If you want to document your journey, my friend, document your journey. Who cares if people watch or if people get super excited about it? You know what? What you will be focused on is your business and your customers and making them excited about the product and the experience and the service that's gonna matter and at the end of the day if you document that later people might care like Gary Gary Vaynerchuk like for the first like he said I think what 18 months two years something like that nobody was really watching and then year three I think it was either Conan or Ellen DeGeneres's like um, management people reached out and wanted him to uh, like appear on their show and then that was the beginning of things so I think that people just 
they look at the people who quote unquote achieved overnight success and I don't think anybody is interested in the old school game of anything that you have to do whether it was entrepreneurship or athletics I don't think anyone's interested in the five-year game and the five-year plan anymore I think everybody gets salty after three months six months so uh, that's my advice is just go for it man I think one of the things that keeps motivating me to put content out is that I want to help people who will actually do it, people who will actually go for it, which is why tutorials work out for me is because, well, even if a bunch of people don't watch it, the people who are watching it are the people who actually are trying to do something. So I, I dig that. But then I make a motivational content because I'm hoping to get more people in the game and actually doing stuff. And then the tutorials mean something to them later because now that they actually feel like they have a chance of doing this, they have the means of executing in an informed way. Uh, and sometimes that's the thing that holds people back is uh, they don't know how to do something now that they're amped up to do it. So I, I, I respect that. I understand that. So that's why I'm trying to balance more of my content, not just being educational, but being motivational too. And being that, you know, that hub content on top of the help. And now I'm realizing that I have to do, I've never wanted to do like viral stuff. I never wanted to do quote unquote hero content because it didn't feel normal or natural to me but now I'm understanding that the reasoning for me behind doing something like that has more to do with the fact that if I can get attention around creative entrepreneurship if I can get people to like hear me out on some of this stuff if I can get people in my ecosystem they might actually do it they might actually build a business that changes their life and changes other people's lives they might actually decide to do the thing they love instead of the thing that they hate because it's easier and they might actually work their way through depression or they might actually have a more fulfilling life. I mean, it, like They might actually go on to do something really important. And so if I'm resisting an opportunity to facilitate that in some way because I'm clinging to a notion of like not stretching myself or not challenging myself to do something that's a little uncomfortable, then that doesn't make sense. So even I sometimes have to figure things out and I have to pivot. Uh, but let's take some calls from you guys and see what you guys are thinking and what's going on with you. And let me know if you've ever had to pivot before. I have an original idea, but not the best quality. Do I wait for the quality to for my quality to improve to do the idea and have someone end up taking my idea or should or should I just do it now with less of a quality? I think one of the narratives that people have pushed and that they convince themselves of is that they have to keep their cards close to their chest because if they do something like somebody's gonna steal their idea and do it better than them or whatever and even if like you do it and you think it's the greatest quality in the world like you could be wrong about that and someone could take it anyway so it doesn't matter I would just execute I would just execute and I would just think speed matters and here's the other thing I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna say something controversial nobody's going to like whoever you are if you're listening to this I've got some very controversial and groundbreaking news for you no one's gonna steal your freaking idea do you know why no one's gonna steal your idea? Ego, hubris, arrogance, confidence. 
no one's going to steal your idea. Like, you know what? You can have the greatest idea in the world for what you think it is, and it could be awesome. And I could see it doing very well and performing, and I might have the technological ability or artistic ability or marketing or business savvy to literally do 10 times better. And you know why I'm not going to steal your idea? Arrogance. You came up with the idea. I don't want to make your thing awesome and be known for doing that and then have part of the narrative being that I just ripped you off and everything like that. I want to win on my idea. I want my dreams to come true. I don't want to just steal your thing. So like there's, I think more people who are conceited and arrogant and egotistical and in love with their own ideas enough to where they have no interest in stealing anybody else's ideas. Now there's a few people who are optimist, opportunistic out there, but mostly I think those people, some of them are losers. So their execution, even if they steal it, will be flawed. So I, I think that, I really believe that. But at the end of the day, I just know that you know, even my own like hubris is I have no interest in other people's um, ideas outside of partnering with them. I have no interest in stealing anyone's ideas for the simple fact that I want my idea to be the thing that I'm known for. I want my idea to win and I have no interest in spending time on other people's stuff. If I wanted to do that, I'd, it's called I'd go back to corporate America. So I just think that too many people are, are radically afraid of people stealing their ideas when the reality is everybody wants to do their own thing. Everybody wants to be their own hero. Like, I mean, I just really don't believe that people are that interested in just being a clone or a copy of someone else as a fast track to success. And even if they are, it usually doesn't work. It's very hard for a fake to beat the original. It's not impossible, but it's really difficult. You know, um, but hey, on occasion, a rare occasion, it can happen. That's called Emi Ashiro and Archer. And if you know that reference, then you know exactly what I'm saying. I'm not going to break down that reference. You'll have to look it up. But I mean, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the fact that it's very rare that a fake can beat the original. So if you have an original idea, I just say go for it because at the end of the day, it's yours and nobody cares about it the way you do and passion is what's ultimately gonna drive it to the finish line even if somebody's smarter than you even if somebody's a better marketer than you if they're not invested and emotionally committed they won't be able to have the stamina and the fortitude to really take something as far as it can go so I would just I would just look at that hey there I just watched one of your YouTube videos on breaking into the anchor app and creating podcasts. So I'm someone that I just wrote a book uh, back in October and I've been building a YouTube channel that I make um, a video every day. And I've been thinking my friend Cecile Bizet, she told me about Anchor and I'm, I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk and I love all of what he's up to and I was hearing what he had to say on it. And I was thinking to myself, I need to figure out a way to make a habit out of, of doing an anchor show and doing that podcast so one thing I know is that be because I definitely need uh oh there's a dog in the background because I need a habit to make a lot of the things that I'm up to work I've been thinking one of the things I wanted to do was use my mic and use my desktop do you know how to use a pc or desktop to make anchor show 
So this is a super interesting question about using Anchor on the desktop. It can be done and it's actually pretty easy. It's actually easier than doing a traditional podcast. I haven't done it because um, I have another method that I use for doing a traditional podcast. I prefer to do Anchor from my phone personally. Um, But in terms of developing a habit, what I did was I prioritized doing Anchor and Instagram and Twitter Usually, when I'm on the go, Anchor, it's a little more difficult because I have to do it when there's not a lot of noise around. And if I'm in places, that's usually a little bit noisy. So sometimes I'll do it from the parking lot of places and especially like late at night. I'm also weird. I run errands at night uh, and like that's just super weird. But it's like I always find a reason to like go out to the store or to go to like a restaurant or something like at night. I'm just weird like that. Um, Probably one of my holdovers like from being like restless restlessness and insomnia is something that like ADHD people like have learned to live with but um, it's why it's great that there's planet fitness 24 hours hashtag not sponsored but um, I'm rambling now the my point is that you can find a habit and you can make a habit Um, I think that desktop podcasting for anchor could be slightly overkill um, again, that's what I use for my traditional podcast, the Create Something Awesome Today podcast, which you can find in iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Uh, but yeah, I am not against you using Desktop Anchor. I just don't have any tips for that that go outside the realm of what I would tell you if you were doing podcasting in any other way. As for a habit, uh, you could easily, for example, just set yourself an alert and an alarm and make a commitment. and. Also, if you promise your audience that you're going to do something, that may usually makes it a little bit easier to actually stick to it. Hey, Roberto, Alba Nouveau here, and I just wanted to stop by and thank you for all the information that you share. I've learned quite a bit by watching your videos on YouTube and listening to you here on Anchor. And I just wanted to say thank you, a a buttload of thank yous, (laughs) and happy anniversary. Um, I myself am having a bit of a stuck feeling with YouTube, but I know I just have to work harder at it and hopefully everything will take off. So once again, thank you so much for everything that you do and happy anniversary. When it comes to YouTube, if you're ever feeling feeling stuck, Alba or anyone else listening, the thing to do is to just make something that matters to you or just talk to people. YouTube didn't used to be this polished and produced thing. You know what YouTube used to be? YouTube used to be people just getting on camera and talking about what their day was like, talking about what they're feeling right now, or showing people something cool that they figured out how to do, or sharing a project with them, or sharing something they know how to do that they would like to teach more people. Uh, In that way, it used to just be uh, everyday people sharing their lives, and that's what it was, and that's where the YouTube community started. Philip DeFranco started by just talking directly to camera, very minimal editing, and just talking about things that were happening in the news and in the world, and things he cared about, things that excited him, things that upset him, things that bothered him, and that mattered. John and Hank Green, the vlog brothers, they were brothers who had lived a lot of their adult lives in like different states and rarely talked to each other aside from special occasions 
phones and then decide to make a commitment every week to talking to each other using the internet as an open forum to do that through what they called the Brotherhood 2.0 project and they did that for a year as a social experiment using the YouTube platform and it blew up and they grew a community around it and that's the birth of the Nerdfighter community and Nerdfighteria and the Vlogbrothers uh, personal brand and then ultimately the escalation of the individual personal brands of both John Green and Hank Green respectively that had positive impacts in their careers and then they were able to build this great community and from that we got things like VidCon, we got things like LeakyCon, we got um, all these amazing things. We got Project for Awesome and you know their nonprofit. Uh, so there's there's just so much opportunity in YouTube, and I think that the reality is that most people are overthinking what being a YouTuber is and what making content is versus just literally interpreting it as YouTube. Who are you? What matters to you? What's something that matters to you enough to show up and talk about it, you know, three to five times a week? What matters to you enough that you feel it has to be shared even at the risk of a little bit of embarrassment or ridicule or negative feedback? What is it that gets you crazy, stupid, excited? And who else is crazy, stupid, excited about it with you? That's what YouTube is. That's what being a YouTuber actually is. And I think that so many people have lost sight of that because they're looking at people they admire instead of understanding that those people that they admire, they admire them because of who they are and they put who they are out there. And so instead of just being who they actually are, they try to mimic the thing that they like and respect instead of just realizing that one day someone could want to be like them if you are yourself and doing the thing that you want to do. And so I think that people are caught up in this concept of what YouTube is externally and surface when most of these people are just living their lives or doing the thing that they always wanted to do. The, the people who are pranksters and comedians, that's who they were in life. They were class clowns, they were picked on, and they always wanted to do crazy, silly, goofy things that people just, you know, because they liked that and they liked the attention and they liked taking risk and maybe it helped them deal with and confront their own fears. The people who are vloggers, they're just telling their story and they're just living their lives and they're just doing the things and they're, it's amping them up to live more and to, you know, carpe diem it up. So that's, that's what that's about. You know, people who are gamers, the people who are gamers on YouTube who made it, who really made it, the reality is they just loved video games and it turned out that there are a bunch of other people who love video games. They're the kind of people who would do that all weekend, like I used to do when I was younger. They're the people who would go to gaming tournaments, which I also used to do. I mean, that's just that's just what it is. The booktube community. The booktube community is a bunch of people who don't want to not have anyone to talk to about these books. A lot of booktubers, the reason they do it is they want to talk about their books to somebody and there's no one in their friends or family circles that they could get together with and make a book club and that they could talk about like sharing a thing. And they were talking about it with people online in text so they figured they might as well make videos. So I mean, again, if you're stuck on with YouTube, there's no reason to be stuck with YouTube. There's no reason to say, oh, I don't have ideas for videos. Like I have 3,000 ideas for videos literally written down in Apple Notes. Do you know why? I have that many things that I care about that I want to talk about at some point in my life. And that's all it is. And it's everything from like how I've dealt with depression to how to make a podcast. So, you know, just figure it out. Hey, Robert Doll, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to ask you how you come up with every single video idea 
that you upload on your YouTube channel because I've been making daily uploads on my channel and I just want to know so I can have more ideas in the book. So again, thanks for taking my call, Roberto. I'm a big fan of yours and I want to help as much people as I can, so that's why I'm asking to get more video ideas that will help people grow. So Dominic, thanks for calling in. Uh, thanks for all the support in uh, social. I definitely see you in all of my socials. Uh, so I appreciate that. Especially thank you for the follows and all the likes over in Instagram. Guys, if you're not following me on Instagram for motivation and inspiration, follow me at Roberto Blake in Instagram. I'm dead serious. You're going to be shocked at what I'm doing over there. It's something very different. Now, going back to your main question of how I come up with all my ideas for YouTube, for me, it's easy. Um, all right, so I have the entire Adobe Creative Suite. All I'd have to do is think about any one tool or any one action or any one thing that I do in the course of my business every single day, and that's a tutorial, that's a video that I can make, or that's a tips video that I can make. Primary example, I can make a video right now, five tips to improve your audio using Adobe Audition. So I would title that Adobe Audition Tutorial, five killer tips for improving audio for video. All of a sudden, everybody who wants to improve the audio quality of their videos on YouTube or wherever might be watching that video and that's a tutorial that's easy all I have to do from there is oh I gave five killer tips cool every one of those five killer tips could be a focused video by itself that could be something super short how to use noise print capture in Adobe Audition how to use adaptive noise reduction in Adobe Audition how to use noise gating in Adobe Audition how to edit your podcast in Adobe Audition. How to edit an interview in Adobe Audition. You see how easy that is to just take one thing that I use and start breaking it down into getting started in Adobe Audition, a step-by-step -step guide for beginners. You see what I just did there? Um, So, you know, the idea answer here is, or sorry, the ideal answer here is that that's um, like my tutorials. That's how I come up with that. As far as like the motivational and inspirational stuff, that's easy too. It's like, oh, what am I thinking about? What am I feeling today and everything like that? What do I want to talk about? Oh, let's pick. Let's talk about courage. Let's talk about what it means to be a creator. Let's talk about what it means to be an entrepreneur. Let's talk about the struggles of entrepreneurship. Let's talk about the dark side of YouTube. Let's talk about my struggles with anxiety and depression and suicide. Let's talk about confronting our fears. Let's talk about making time for friends and family. Let's talk about gratitude. Um, let's talk about avoiding arrogance. Let's talk about um, the, you know, the potential downsides of social media. Um, you know, um, let's talk about the importance of financial freedom. Let's talk about any of the, so I can go there. That's like, that's easy. I just talk about, again, things I think about all the time. And if I need these ideas, I don't need to think about it day to day and figure out what am I making today. Every time I have an idea for something, I open up Apple Notes and I write it down. I have over 3,000 different content ideas, I'm not kidding, just sitting there and I can pull from any one of them anytime I want to record stuff so I never worry about it. Here's the other thing I do. You noticed that you follow me on Twitter. I run polls all the time in Twitter. I run polls literally every week in Twitter. You don't think I'm collecting that information? Um, so there's that. Uh, the comment section of my YouTube channel. Notice that there's a question of the day um, in almost every single one of my videos now as the pinned comment. 
you realize what a gold mine that's been for me? I mean, so you want to know how do I come up with my ideas for YouTube? Again, it's easy. Oh, what products am I going to review? Oh, well, what thing did I buy off of Amazon to make my business better? Huh, there we go. Oh, what content to make from YouTube? Oh, wow, I could think of anything from my bookshelf and probably come up with an idea just looking at the titles on my bookshelf. Or I can just pull my books and say, all right, five books every entrepreneur should read. Five books every YouTuber should read. Five books every artist should read. Five books every, it's like super easy. Five books every designer should read. Like easy, done, you know? Um, it's so for me, this is not a difficult thing. I don't think for anybody it should be. Again, I think that you need to focus on what do I care about? What am I good at? What is interesting or exciting to me? Or what is happening in the world today? Any of those things results in potential content. So for anybody, anybody trying to come up with an idea for content, whether it's YouTube, whether it's a podcast, whether it's Anchor, whether it's Instagram, what, like just take a look at what am I good at? What am I passionate about? What gets me excited? What's happening in the world today? Or what have I already been talking about with people in real life? And there is your answer, guys. Uh, I think I'm going to take maybe one more question, one more call for today's episode, and then we're going to call it uh, a wrap for this one. Hey, Roberto, it's Leah, and I was wondering, which live stream service would you prefer? Would you prefer YouTube, or would you prefer um, Twitch? I know that both have their ups and downs, so I would like to hear your thoughts on it. Hey Leah, thanks for the call in. Um, it depends on what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to assume here, maybe incorrectly, that you might be a gamer, which is pretty cool. Um, so if uh, I were gonna say for gaming, uh, YouTube versus Twitch, I would say if you want to be a live streamer, that you do Twitch, but then I would consider finding a way to do YouTube also because as much as a pain as it might be, I don't believe you win by siloing yourself in a single platform. I think that mastering one platform at a time makes sense, but I don't think you silo yourself in one platform. Part of that is what if you get banned from Twitch for no fault of your own for any number of reasons, right? What if you get copyright strikes on YouTube? right like we've seen people do all the time people go from twitch to youtube people go from youtube to twitch it happens so uh you need to do both in my opinion uh what i would do is i'd live stream uh on twitch and then i would build game guides and walkthroughs on youtube and do reviews on youtube around gaming and youtube is easier to monetize than twitch um, and then there's also the search and the related like so I feel like Building a personal brand is easier on YouTube than Twitch and then a personal brand can become anything if you're a gamer That's how you become a personality and then with Twitch it may not feel as saturated as YouTube but um, you know, I think that it's much more the live streaming component than the recorded component, whereas YouTube is the opposite. So if you're prioritizing live, play your live gameplays on Twitch, keep the download, find a way to repurpose that content, dub over it, and make walkthrough guides on YouTube. And so that's what I would do if I was in that situation. That's how I would approach Twitch and being an online 
gamer is in anything you do, whether you're an artist, whether you're a gamer, whether you're a writer, like in my mind, the goal is not just to be that thing, but to understand that that thing is part of who you are as an individual and that what you should be building is your personal brand and building vehicles in your personal brand that make you money doing the thing that you love. So you take the things that you love you make sure you put your name and your face in front of the things that you love. You find ways to turn all of it into opportunities that can help you supplement your income, and then you grow all of it. And that's you know that's my plan. That's how I do things. That's how I recommend doing things. I mean, that's how um, people become you know successful at the end of the day. Um, and I think there are more than enough examples of that. You know. Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, PewDiePie, etc. Like, you know, the list goes on. So that's what, um, one of my favorites, Boogie. So that's what I was, oh, oh my God, it's Firefox, you know, Sniper Wolf. Uh, like, again, list goes on. You don't need me to tell you. <laughs> so um, that's my advice. Guys, that's it for this episode. That was tonight's show. We had some great call-ins. I really dug that, so thank you. Definitely remember to get Anchor FM. Download that app for Android or iPhone so that you can call into the show. Call in to ask for awesome. You know, talk to me. Let's keep the conversation going. I really enjoy the format for this. I like the fact that I get to interact with you guys instead of me just rambling like I do on my uh, normal podcast and on my YouTube channel. Uh, so guys, I really appreciate you. I love you guys being part of the Create Awesome community and everything we're doing. Uh, speaking of which, I've got some other things that I'm working on. Uh, in fact, uh, this is going to be something new that I'm going to be doing here on Anchor is, uh, you know, tonight's episode was actually sponsored. It's sponsored by my mentoring group, Awesome Creator Academy. So if that's something you're interested in, if you're a creative entrepreneur, you want to build your personal brand, you want to build an online business and live off of the thing you love, go to awesomecreatoracademy.com. Or if you guys are interested, uh, there might be a special promo offer if you go to robertoblake.com group. That will get you the discount. Um, so that's a limited time thing. Even though this is going to be out, I might be running that discount again in the future if you're not taking advantage of it when this episode drops. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm going to occasionally at the end of these episodes be plugging my own stuff. I don't think we're going to get an official sponsor for this, but that's okay. Every episode will be sponsored, well, by me and whatever business I decide to run at any point in time. So right now, again, you can go either to robertoblake.com slash group or awesomecreatoracademy.com and join the mentoring program. It's a private mentorship program. It's group peer-to-peer -peer learning. I'm in there every day in the private group for discussions and for Q&A sessions every week. Once a month we get together, we do a video call, we do a mastermind call. Also, it gets you discounts on all of my upcoming online courses, like my course on personal branding and the YouTube, uh, the awesome YouTube creator guide that I'm gonna be releasing toward the end of the year. So these are things that you might wanna take advantage of and I've made it affordable and accessible for people. So definitely check that out. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I'm always interested in what you guys think about what I'm doing. Uh, where I'm going as an entrepreneur, the business. I have plans to launch my own conference next year, but I might start with like a virtual conference first. I'd love to know you guys' thoughts on that. Who would you like to be speakers from the world of entrepreneurship, marketing, and social media? Do you want me to bring in some experts to teach you about Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, 
live streaming, photography? Uh, do you want me to bring in some digital artists and designers? Do you want me to bring in some people who can teach you about storytelling and you know how to write copy and how to script your ideas out? I mean, all these things. I really want you guys to participate and be very active in shaping the future of a lot of what I do with my business because my business revolves around ultimately helping you guys be more successful as creative people because you know creative people we're an absolute uh, minority creativity is something that's driven out of you from childhood throughout your entire life and a lot of times we're made to feel bad about it and we're made to feel like we can't be successful and the reality is there's just not enough people helping us so you know I want to create that value for you guys in the way that it was done for me and beyond uh, because I would have liked more help so uh, that's just what I have going on that's what tonight's episode was and guys I'll catch you in the next one thank you so much for asking for awesome don't forget to go out there and create something awesome today take care